Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. I'm Leo Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK, Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound, the Consequence Podcast Network. Want to say hi to all the subscribers. Checking us out every single week, multiple times a week. New interviews Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you for keeping up with the series. Thank you for all the comments and the hellos. And and, and if you haven't already uh, given the series a rating and uh, left a review or, or whatever, uh, please do that. And if you're not a subscriber, take that moment. Hit the subscribe button to keep up with the series. It's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. Just grab your uh, listening device, head to wherever you get your podcast from, type in Kyle Meredith with, and subscribe. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today I'm going to be talking with Tim Kasher of the band Cursive. Cursive have a new record. It's the second one in two years. Last year they gave us Vitriola and apparently had a wealth of songs that they were able to say, we got two records worth. And so just weeks ago we got Get Fixed. Tim and I are going to talk about the heavy, heavy themes that are going on in this one. Dark times, dark matters. Politics, sociology, nationalism, and punk rock. It's all in here. We'll talk about how these songs have aged 
both in form and the way he feels about them, just in the past few years since they've been written. Thoughts on the versus mentality the world seems to be at these days, and if the way he writes about such subjects have changed through the years. We'll hear about a few of the tracks from the record, including the title track, and songs that are rooted in questions that he's looking for the answers. With songs like this, does he feel any closer to those answers? He's one of the generation's best writers, and they've got a powerful new record under them. It's Kyle Meredith with Cursive. Hey, Kyle. How are you? This is Tim. Let me start by telling you how powerful of a record uh, Get Fixed is. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, I, I know it's kind of the quick uh, the quick follow-up to, to Vitriola and everything, but um, I, <laughs> if fans are sort of choosing in the event that they get to choose between two records that come out this close together, uh, nothing against the other one, but I think this one's my favorite. Oh, uh, cool. I've been getting some of that feedback, and uh, as I've always felt, through as for as long as I'm doing records, if the feedback's just about somebody saying that they like a record a lot, then I'm always cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's not it's that not I'm really saying ever a, a bad thing. Yeah, it's not that I'm saying yeah. I don't like the other record, but when you you get the chance to do the comparison, because a lot of times it's fair. It's 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 unfair. I mean, to ever really compare a new record to something that was written, you know, more than a few years ago. I mean, everybody's in a different spot, but you know, given the chance this time, like, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, well, I think they're I think they're different types of records, and I don't know like how. Or I could delve into speculation, but I think that with them being different types of records, they create a different response from different types of listeners. I think this one's probably, you know, maybe a little more raw and uh, maybe has more edge to it than Vitriola. Well, and and I want to get into, you know, obviously what you're singing about on this record, too, because when I call it a powerful record, it's powerful in sound, but it's also powerful in what you're talking about. And, and that's nothing new for what you do in songs, regardless of the subject. Uh, this one does seem, you know, to be a very hard focus on a lot of the things that we're seeing in the news, whether specific or not. And and I guess that's the thing because even if these songs had been around for a few years, uh, you know, whatever the timeline was, I mean, anything you wrote in 2017 or 2018 still speaks just as strongly now that you've released it in in 2019. Is that how it kind of played out for you as well? Yeah, upsettingly so, right? I mean, it's kind of that's kind of a frustration. Uh, I certainly don't don't appreciate that sort of convenience, you know, right. <laughs> of, like, of like maybe like the anger that that just stated from 2017 is even more applicable now. It's kind of frustrating, uh, obviously. But this record too, it's uh, even some some of these songs that are written. Uh, I should say that the vocals are the lyrics are always the last thing to be written mm-hmm. for these songs. So despite some of these songs having been written uh, years ago now um as in maybe actually even like three years ago just because i have a very long songwriting cycle i don't know something i've just kind of started doing over the last few years is it's really stockpiling a lot of songs the lyrics um still would have been written more recently so there's um that makes them kind of old and old and new simultaneously i suppose interesting way to kind of um have a relationship with a song like that <laughs> yeah it's a it takes it definitely you just have to kind of keep them fresh in your mind. I and, and I an example probably the best example is "I Am Goddamn" is a song that was one of the earliest songs that we did um, for these for this whole songwriting session. So I think that would have been 2016. I think uh, we just had so many uh, songs that uh, we never uh, lost interest in that song. We just had too many things to focus on. 
So it began, ended up being in a selection of songs that we considered promising songs to look at later is kind of what is what they, what it ended up being. So that song and also um, What's Gotten Into You as well was one of those songs. I'm goddamn. That's probably my favorite one off the record, I think. Cool. That makes us so pleased because that's a good it's for us it's an example that example of um kind of like a stick-to-itiveness of like believing in something but being like we can't we can't do all of this right now so like set it aside and uh kind of hope for the best when we do get a chance to get, get back to it we ended up being feeling pretty good about how it, the end result as well looking at a at a song like that and the title track you know, I, I was reading another interview where you're talking about, you know, a lot of your songs are rooted in questions that, and you're looking for the answer. And, and, and I sort of hear it, in, in, especially in maybe those two songs in, in, you know, their own ways. Do you feel any closer to solace this time around? Because it seems like this time around, you know, whether the political becomes personal, it's, it's still very big themes that seems very frustratingly um, easy to lead to pessimism um, more so than other times, for me at least, and not trying to project to you, but but do you find that you found any solace this time around with these questions and answers? I don't know. I don't know if solace would be the right word, but um, kind of upsetting uh, acceptance, you know, of uh, certain things. I think for a song like Get Fixed, to me, to me my the way I kind of view that song is that it's more sad than it is, um, you know, angry, just in the sense that there is kind of this brutal acceptance in that song of of who we are and then just kind of trying to make the best of it. It's, which is unfortunately the best that we can do. Is, is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I said, I mean, I think you and I were concentrating on something similar, too, because when this all did rise back up, not that it's ever been completely away or whatever, but when it all did rise back up, that's nationalism and the versus mentality is what stuck out the most to me. And and I was surprised. It's like, why? Why? And not just here in America. Obviously, it's happened in other places. But why has nationalism become such a thing? Why is it the... You know, why are we back to the me thing? You know that that it feels like we were supposed to have gotten away away from decades ago. Yeah, I'm also surprised by it. It's uh, so. I guess let's you know use our use history as our lessons as well and recognize that. And I'm not. I'm I'm no philosopher, and I am no certainly no historian. But this is a human trait, right? Is that that's what we're recognizing? I think is that there is this better part of humanity that has, you know, that wants to cling to a certain mint in growth, in uh, in how we can be, in how we can be better. But uh, there's, you know, the darker side of maybe what humanity actually is, which is just far more selfish than that. And uh, can't, you know, can't, and, and that voice, has grown very loud again in this country and obviously in other countries that voice has been dominant uh for years so i don't know i mean what do you think about is that feel about right or yeah i mean again you and i are on the same direction here it it becomes like i guess i come at it from um i don't know if naive is the right word that i want to go to here but when you just you know when you take away the lines on the map and all the land just joins together and what the hell are we doing? <laughs> you know, it, it's sort of that thing. It's, it's, I think there's a lot of sociology in play, obviously yeah. about people. Naive not. Is, no, well, naive is totally, is absolutely fair for me as well. And, uh, 
that's a, and that's a lot back to the song get fixed that's a lot of what that song is about is it's kind of a discussion between um my wife and i and uh it's kind of the naivete that i've had that um coming to like a realization into that sad as i was saying earlier that upsetting acceptance of that um this really that we really are a problem and i i tend to have been more optimistic throughout my life of recognizing like that kind of globalism that we've um, experienced in um, fits and starts throughout our life, but that we're just going in such a completely wrong direction right now. It's uh, staggering. How has the way that you would sing something like this? So, so, you know, you you see something in in the news, whatever, and and you're angry. How is it that you would, is it different, I guess, is what I'm asking, that you would approach the song now versus how you would have approached it 20 years ago or, or, or during the Bush era or whatever. Do, Do you find that there's a difference now? I don't think so, and I, I would. It seems a little bit. I, I, maybe I should think about this answer longer. <laughs> but I think I'd, I'd like to say that I don't. That that's one facet of songwriting that I don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Which is that sounds kind of uh, that that doesn't sound like that does not a very positive attitude because I think we should always be developing, right? You know, like it's in whatever trade you're doing, you're doing. But the fact that these songs are currently have more of a political bent to them, I like I like to think that it's as authentic as any of the uh, anything I've than anything I've ever written. And that 20 years ago I was more predisposed with uh, I was a younger man and I was more predisposed with this kind of like a battle of sexes and the cow because you're at a younger stage where you're trying to figure out how to be a better person and how to be a uh, responsible uh, partner, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, there's, you know, with youth, there can come a lot of confusion with what it is to be a man and to be a woman. And, uh, and I wrote about that a lot and I still write about that, but I, I've been thinking lately about how I do tend to, I write from a, certainly from like an elder position now, you know, than uh, that youthful voice that I wrote about 20 years ago. But, that is the same frustration that I had back then is the same frustration that I have today. It's just that it happens to be more about an externalized world instead of like something internalized. And even on this very record, it's like, that's not, um, I can't really say, say that that's the standard. It's just that for certain, a given amount of songs that kind of have that more of that political bent, you know, that's kind of where they come from. Did that make sense? I really went off, went on for a while. You no, know, it, it makes perfect sense, and 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 I'll echo you that it completely sounds authentic because I, I I sort of know what you're talking about. That doesn't. It's not always the case, and I don't think it's artists don't mean well and don't mean for it to sound authentic. But I think there are a lot of artists who, when trying to capture that emotion, they are trying to capture that fire of youth that's not always honest and present. Uh, I don't get that one from this right. record. You know, I I do get the honesty from this. <laughs> I there's uh, I I shouldn't unfairly throw like Lincoln Park under the bus, but there's I can't remember who it was, but some comedian I think was joking about uh, you know these grown men who are still writing about how they're mad at their dad, right? You know, you know, or, uh, it and it's just, I don't know. I that's it's funny, but I also like to hear and consider things like that, and consider and remind myself to always just be writing whatever's concern, currently consuming you and don't try to fabricate anything. It's what I worry about with political music. It's what I worry about with um, why we've never taken a stance of being a political band, despite the fact that we do write with a political... Yeah, I, I recognize that we do write with a political agenda a lot, but we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves in, that, in any way. 
because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the type of person I am. I'm still very much a head in the clouds fiction writing person. So shit's just political lately because it's what I'm consumed by, and so I write about whatever I'm consumed by, and so it and just kind of ends up coming out that way. And who wants to be pigeonholed? Because then when you do write something else, the story becomes, oh, look, now you're writing about something else. Yeah, and frankly, I've been pigeonholed as the person who, it's like, I certainly have been pigeonholed as the, when you're in a bad relationship or you're like in the middle of a breakup, then go turn to what Tim Casher's writing about, you know? <laughs> and and I know that I've done that a lot, and I'm sure I'll do more, a lot more of it. But um, I don't, you know, it's it's uh, it can be stifling to have that be the only thing to only be doing one thing or to be writing the same song over and over again. Well, that's maybe one of the reasons. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I've never had that exact thought. I know what you're getting at and where you're coming from, but it's maybe one of those things that makes this an even more powerful record. It speaks to me. It speaks to my frustrations right now. And, you know, that that's what I look for in music. And, you know, and for that, I, I, I thank you for what you're doing. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks again, man, for taking the time today and uh, and and putting out the music. You're you're going to spoil us with two records like this. We probably shouldn't expect another follow up this quickly, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever you're doing, I'm going to be listening. I always am. Uh, I really appreciate that. No problem, Tim. It's a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. All right, take care. Bye. Take care. Big thanks, Tim Casher of the band Cursive. The new record is called Get Fixed. And it's out now. Thanks to you as well for checking out the uh, the episode here. Again, if you're not already a subscriber, I hope you do hit that subscribe button to keep up with the series. We uh, release new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can do so wherever you get your podcasts from. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podchaser, also Spotify, YouTube. You can subscribe there as well. And hopefully uh, give the series a rating, leave a review, just say hi. Something you liked about the interview in the comments box. After that, head to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. That's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.